Hi, beautiful, and welcome to Self Carve, a podcast all about self love and success. I'm your host, Ivana Ritchie, and I'm here because I want you to have it all. I don't want you to settle for less. I want you to carve yourself and create the life of your dreams. And because of this, not only will I be sharing my knowledge with you, but I'll be inviting some amazing women who are all highly successful and they will be sharing their stories with you as well. A woman who's self-carved knows that there is nothing she can do to change her past, but that she has all the power and all the magic to create the best version of herself and attract anything that she desires from a man to money to whatever, right? So I'm so happy that you're here. Let's get started. Self-carved beauties, self-carved ladies, hello, hello, and welcome. Are you as excited as I am for day two? I'm so excited to be here. So as you are hopping on, let me know that you're watching. Let me know that you're here. So say hi, give me some emojis, tell me how you're feeling today. Tell me your key takeaway from yesterday if you didn't already share it in the group. And let's do this. If you're watching the replay, hashtag replay so that I know you watched, okay? And still engage, still engage, because even if you're not joining live, you still get the full effect of this masterclass. So we're already in our second day. We're already in our second day, and we're doing this for three days. So the last day is tomorrow. Each day, <laughs> we are talking about a new topic. So yesterday we talked about our upbringing and how our parents, how guardians, how our, if we grew up with legal guardians, how our grandparents, whoever we grew up with, how they influenced the way we felt about our body and how they're still influencing if we haven't been working on that and healing past wounds, how they programmed us is still showing up today. Hi, Lydia. How are you? So excited to have my mom here. Hi, Carrie. How are you? So excited to have my clients here. So this is going to be amazing. This is going to be amazing because we're going to continue to build on that. So like I said, if you didn't share your key takeaway from yesterday in the group, make sure you do so in this live, okay? Because we always want to build on what we're learning. We don't want to just go through this masterclass like it's like just another thing we're doing. We want to treat everything that we're showing up to with our full attention and do what's asked of us to do because there is a reason. There is a reason why I'm asking you to do that. There is a reason why I'm asking you to ponder on some of the things that I was sharing yesterday. There is a reason. So if you've ever been interested in working with me, taking any of my programs, here you're getting somewhat of an insight into what it could be like, right? So if you're not doing this, then what makes you think that you're gonna do something else? So if you're not doing the things that I'm suggesting you do right now in this masterclass, then it's gonna be, of course, challenging to change the way you're feeling about your body because you're not willing to do the work. So the things that I suggest, please do them, try them out and share with us how it's going, okay? So. Yesterday was about that, and it was about patriarchy too, media, uh, the, our environment, society, how everything around us, around us influence the way we feel about our body. But if we didn't have a solid foundation at home, everything that came across us, like everything that came into our path, every little comment, negative comment, or any little thing that someone says is gonna impact us in a, in, a, in a completely different way if we don't already have the foundation. This is not to excuse when someone is being mean or saying something hurtful about your body, but my point is here, when we transform the way we feel about our body, we're not gonna be concerned with what anybody else thinks, right? So at the end of the day, a lot of it is about that. When I transform my body, I wonder what my partner is gonna say or my husband is gonna say, my wife is gonna say, when I transform my body, I wonder if it's gonna be easier to attract a partner. Oh, when I transform my body, when I go on this cruise, this is what it was for me, I'll be so sexy, I'll be so beautiful and whatever, everybody's gonna notice me. 
Oftentimes when we're really concerned with the way our body looks is because we don't feel good enough on the inside. And this is how self-love and body image are correlated, okay? This is why body image is a branch of the self-love tree. So this doesn't mean that you necessarily always walk around thinking that you're too fat or you're thinking you're too skinny, okay? But it means that you are more concerned with the looks of your body than how you feel. Uh, Jennifer, hi, I'm so glad that you tuned in. I wish I could be a part of this class, but I'm super busy at work. No worries, come back to the group and you can watch the replay, okay? It's still gonna be as effective. So I'm glad you hopped on and said hi, okay? So we have to be honest with ourselves. So yesterday you got the opportunity to rate yourself. Like, what is, <laughs> what would I rate my relationship with my body? On a scale of one to 10, how, where would I rate the way I feel about my body? Where's my body image at on a scale of one to 10? So we started there and I suggested to you what you go, you kind of go through a little, you, 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 you reminisce on the past and you go back and you become nostalgic in a sense. And you think about, okay, so what particular food or, is there a particular exercise or sport or an activity that when I eat it or when I do it, it influences the way that I feel? So I was talking about how for me, it was certain foods that I would eat even as a grown up, even when we would think, okay, we're not influenced by our parents anymore, that we would not be bothered. We still get bothered, just like with any trauma. We can't wait to move away from home but the damage that was done in the household continues to haunt us until we start the healing process, okay? And in, in Bodylicious, my body image program, we're gonna be diving deep into your life to really see, okay, what is it that really contributed to your exact body story? What kind of beliefs do you have? What kind of emotions have you been suppressing? And what kind of trauma do you have that is directly tied to the way that, the, that you view and feel about your body. And what kind of trauma, what kind of insecurities are still in the way of you developing a healthy relationship with your body? But today specifically in this masterclass, we're gonna be talking about, I, I, I named it body talk, basically self-talk, but it's not really self-talk because we're not our body. So it is body talk. Body talk today, we're gonna be talking about how you speak to your body. And before we start with that, before we fully dive into the topic, I'm gonna pull one or two of my body image cards. By the way, these are sold, these have been these are sold out. Just like that. After the little video I did here, they sold out. But I'm placing a new order today. So if you want to order them, you can. You can place a, you can you can do a pre-order. So I'm gonna pull two cards to kind of give you a feel of what it would feel like if you actually spoke to your body in a different way, okay? And then I'm gonna be talking about what body, body talk is all about. Oops, dropped the cards, but it's okay. I, I got the, the one card. So this card says, my body is courageous. My body is incredibly courageous. It listens to the crazy ideas that come from my mind, my heart, and my soul, and it runs with them. Right? So have you ever had a time where you're like, I just feel it in my body that I have to do this, right? I, I, I feel it in my body that I have to speak to this person. I feel it in my body that I have to write this book. I feel it in my body that I have to do something about this situation, right? Whether it be good, whether it's good or bad, so to speak, like people like to say this thing is good or this is bad. I like to say this is healthy and this is not as healthy your body will give you the indicators. So what happens here is, if, if we're constantly bashing our body, if we speak negatively to our body, we will not be able to listen to the clues that reside within our body. So if you don't know already, if you don't know already, our emotions are stored in our body. They're not in our mind, right? So if we're disconnected from our body, if we're not paying attention to our body, if we're constantly mean to our body, 
We're not going to be able to listen to its cues. And we may misunderstand them or we may neglect them because we're like, I don't want any, I, I don't want to have anything to do with you. Right? But when we really tap into what's really, really cool about our body and we look at uh, the benefits of having this body beyond its looks, we start realizing how magical it is. So my body is courageous. It listens to all kinds of ideas. Like you can come up with something that is super crazy to someone, but you feel it in your body, excuse me, that this is something that you can do. This would be super cool. If you did this, maybe you will become a millionaire. If you did this, you will change lives. If you did this, you would transform your relationship with this person. Or if you said something, if you said something here, even though it's uncomfortable, it, it would be for the greater good. But we feel it in our body. But this is not, this is not what we're taught. Like growing up, your parents didn't teach you, unless you're one of the few, if you're one of the like outliers, <laughs> if you are that 1% that was taught to pay attention to how it feels in your body, most of us weren't taught by our parents that, hey, you should really pay attention to how it feels when someone speaks to you. And you should set boundaries and you should be clear with your emotional body. Most of us were taught to respect older people, to listen regardless of how it feels and that our emotions are bad. And especially a lot of religious people are taught the emotions are bad. If, our mo if emotions were bad, we wouldn't have them, first of all. Second of all, our emotions are indicators of what's going on. When we're disconnected from our body, when we don't have a healthy relationship to our body, we will not be able to fully interpret our emotions. We won't be able to be in tune with our body, right? So that's the card that I, the only card I'm pulling, I might pull one at the end, but I guess that was really the card I was supposed to get because all the other ones flew all around me. So we have like body image affirmations all around me. So I'm like sending you all that love, all that energy. Okay, so, so is self-talk so is self connected to our self-esteem? Absolutely, because this is how we have to look at it. If First of all, if I don't believe that I'm worthy enough, if I don't believe that I'm good enough, my self-esteem is not gonna be good, right? If I don't, if my self-esteem is low, it's gonna affect my confidence. And you may say, well, a lot of people with low self-esteem self have good confidence, and I would disagree, and I would say a lot of people with low self-esteem are cocky. They put on a mask, they put on a front, and they pretend that they're confident. So let's say here, so we're starting with the self-worth and from that comes our self-esteem, the confidence and all of the things, right? But if we don't have a high level of self-esteem, if we don't believe that we're good enough because the self-esteem is a result of how we feel about ourselves and our worth, you're perfectly worthy as you are, but whether or not you feel it, that's, that's the, the tricky part, right? So if I don't believe that I'm worthy, I'm not going to have high self-esteem. And if I don't have high self-esteem, I'm not going to be speaking positively to myself. So self-talk encompasses the whole thing, like everything you say to yourself, like, oh, you're dumb. I can't believe you said this in this argument. You're never going to get that job. You're a horrible mother or you suck as uh, you can uh, cook or... And you may hit your head and say, uh, you're a dummy, you're not ever going to be able to succeed, or you're not ever going to be able to move up, or she's better than you. And it's like everything. It's about everything. Whereas body talk is a part of it. Like you're still the one that is speaking, but you're speaking to and about your body. So with body talk, it's like, I'm so fat. And here, here, what I'm saying, I'm saying I'm so fat or I am so skinny. Have you ever said that? Or I am not fit enough. We, we put I in front of it. And what is important? What is important about that? Or why am I like 
is really pointing that out because we're saying I am I am fat I am skinny when we're referring to our body so it, here's the thing we're not our body right and if we're not our body we cannot be putting I in front of something that has to do with our body does that make sense and because we do that, because I is like I, I am, like I am. And people add things, we can add things to really lift ourselves up. Or we can, we can add positive things, but we can also add negative things. But just I am is it, like I am. That's like who you are, like you are a soul in a physical body, right? So if I say, I am really fat, like you're labeling who you are at your essence. You're labeling who you are on a soul level. And of course, of course, if you are putting this label on yourself that this is who you are, which you're not because you're not your body, you just have a body, you're in this body, right? then how is that supposed to make you feel on a human level, right? So you have who you are like on a soul level, on a spiritual level. And then you have who you are as the human. And the human can get into the, to the intellect a lot, always be analyzing things, always be overthinking, thinking that you always have to do more, you always have to figure out things, and you always have to be masculine, whereas who you are on a soul level, that's where you know that you know who you are is who you are, and you don't ever have to do anything to prove your worth, because you are. You are worthy. There are no labels, there are no restrictions, there are no comparisons, there is no you, there's no I, it's all one. There is no separation, there is no duality, right? So this is what comes in, into our human form. But when our human wants to label who we are on a soul level, it gets really confusing and it hurts. It hurts really bad because you start identifying with it. This is one of the most dangerous things. When it comes to body image, the reason why women develop body dysmorphia, anorexia, bulimia, and all these things is because we identify with our body identify identifications are dangerous labels are dangerous so we say i basically what i'm saying is i am something that i don't like first of all i'm not my body but i'm saying that i am my body and then i'm pointing at something that i don't like about my body and i'm tying that to i am and then you wonder why your whole life is controlled by the way your body looks and why you can't feel good in it. So it's just like, it, you, you may want to say that my body is a temple, but the way you speak about this temple, we all know they've done so many studies. Like when you speak into ice cubes, when you speak negative words into water, no, when you speak negative words into water and you put it in like an ice cube tray and you put it in the freezer, when it comes out, it, it doesn't look very pretty. But when you speak positively to the water, it was a Japanese doctor who did this study, right? If you speak positively to the water and you freeze the water, like it turns into, into it, like it looks like flowers. It's really, really beautiful how the patterns turn out. And there have been studies done that the way that we speak to plants impact the way that they flourish, the way that they grow, right? And, but if we speak negatively to the plants, they die faster. And plants in toxic environments and toxic families die faster too. So we have proof of this. So if I'm constantly speaking negatively to this temple, I want it to be a temple, but I talk about it like it's trash. And then I wonder why I don't feel good in it. I wonder why I struggle to accept it. I wonder why I'm nowhere near loving it when all I am doing is bashing it. And just think of it this way. What would your child or your spouse or your mom or your daughter or your son or your boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, husband, 
Not what, but how would they feel if you spoke to them the way you're speaking about your body? So it's not about what you see in the mirror. It's deeper than that. Absolutely. So this is something that I heard from one of you, I think. It was, the, the, the comment was, but I have to like what I see in the mirror. The reason why you don't like what you see in the mirror is because you have falsely identified with your body and you have tied your looks to your worth. And then you tell yourself, I have to like what I see in the body and in the body, in the mirror, I mean, because I am what I'm seeing in the mirror. Does that make sense? The reason why we feel it's so important to like the way we look is because we have tied our looks to our worth and we're telling ourselves all the time over and over and over that we are, I am this. And if this is who I am, of course, of course I have to look like a movie star. Of course I have to look like a Victoria's Secret model. Of course I have to look like a Playboy model or a porn star or whatever I tell myself because I am my body. So self so body talk goes beyond, goes beyond the negative things we add to it. Of course, that's huge. But the beginning part, what are you saying before you say what you say? You don't say often, I don't like that I have a little extra fat. I don't, I don't like that my nose is this big. It can happen, right? Because you speak so much negativity about your body, but how many times do you not say, and how many times have you not hear women say, I am ugly, I am fat, I am skinny, I am disgusting, I am unattractive. And we place the I am before something that has to do with our looks, right? Hi, Rebecca, so excited to tune in. Uh, Rosie said, I know my worth, but I'm also a realist that I need to lose weight. Is that bad? Okay. So like I was mentioning yesterday, it's not that we should not do something or it's not that we cannot do something that is beneficial to us. Like if we seriously know that our weight, weight is a danger to our health and that if we, if we would watch our, uh, what we're eating, but see what I'm saying here is not either. It's not true always either. I can watch what I'm eating and my weight is still not where my weight could be, where, where I weight, where, where I want my weight to be. Right? So I want to make sense here. There is nothing wrong with losing a couple of pounds or gaining a couple of pounds, but there are other factors that come into play like thyroid issues, right? If that's the case, even when you're eating healthy, it's really hard for you to lose weight. There are, there, there are situations like, there are the, like hormonal imbalances, right? When your hormones are not in place, when there are things that are going on and that affects your ability to lose weight. So it's not that people are lazy or that women choose to be a certain size. A lot of women eat healthy food and they eat way healthier than someone that is like half their size, but they're still not losing weight. And this is where we're going to be going really deep in my three week, three week program because we have more time to explore it. And that's when we're going to be looking at other issues such as trauma. such as what's going on in your subconscious, such as your daily routines, diving deeper into your self-talk, but also, pay, also exploring whether or not you're breathing. I mean, there is so much. There is a reason why we develop physical symptoms that then stop us from doing the things we want to do in life. So maybe I just 
want to make it a fitness goal that I want to build this type of body, right? Never got notifications, so just jumping on. It's weird sometimes. I don't get it in one of my other favorite groups that I am a member of. It's kind of weird. I don't know what's going on on, on this platform. So I may want to do that from a place of self-love, right? I love myself, so I want to transform my body. But because of my trauma, I now have all kinds of physical symptoms. Maybe, uh, maybe I've been diagnosed with something. I have some type of illness and it's stopping me. It's preventing me from transforming my body. And as long as we're being prevented, like I mentioned yesterday, as long as we're being prevented by our body to transform it, whether it's to lose weight or gain weight or change our physique, there is something beneath there. So if you have, uh, if you have a thyroid issue or if there's something going on with your hormones, the weight is not the problem. What's, what's the problem is why you're not able to do what you want to do, right? So we have to look at the thyroid issue. Where's that coming from? When did that become a problem? What is that? Like, how is that making you feel? Where does it come from? What is going on with my hormones? What is going on with that? What am I putting into my body? Am I living and am I being anxious and depressed all day, every day? Because you may say, well, I just have all these symptoms and I don't understand. I saw... Um, an Instagram story, I think last week, where someone said, I have anxiety and, and you all know how it is to have anxiety. We just have it and we don't know where it comes from and it doesn't make any sense and we just, you know, we deal with it and then we move on. Yes, a lot of people have a lot of issues or a lot of symptoms and a lot of people want to go and be and, 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 and and, and be diagnosed. They want the label attached to it. But it is not there for no reason. So if you're not able to transform your body, don't try to push the transformation. Explore the real reason why you want to, first of all, why you want to lose weight or gain weight. And then you explore why why it's hard why it's not working whatever the reason is for you not being able to do it so does that explain it rosie does that explain it so if we need to do something like if you really really desire to because women are super powerful we're super magical and if we're not able to do what we want to do the doctor told me that about anxiety. What, what did the doctor tell you, uh, Carrie? If we're not able to do what we desire to do, there's something beneath that. Like if I really want to, if I really want to write a book, for example, and this is something that I've been experiencing and having to coach my client, private clients uh, through when they really want to do something, but they're still not doing it. There is something in their subconscious and there's some type of trauma there that is preventing them from doing what they desire to do. They're also limiting beliefs such as, I don't believe that if I do publish my book that anybody's gonna buy from me and have this belief because I don't believe that I'm good enough. I don't believe that I'm worthy, right? So it can be a belief there. Apparently I don't, yes, I, apparently I don't desire it enough or I'm not motivated to lose the weight. Absolutely, and that is the case. And this is why a lot of women fluctuate in their journeys like of fitness, of transformation, because oftentimes it's strictly motivational. For me, it was. I, the first time I just wanted to prove to myself that I could do it because majority of my life, I never lost any weight. I never transformed my body. That's what motivated me. The second time I was motivated by a cruise because <laughs> I knew I was gonna go on this cruise with my mom. So I wanted to look exotic, like extra special for that cruise. But what happened afterwards, once I had achieved the goal, it was just like, okay, whatever. And I went back to my original, like my, my standard weight. So if we know this is how it is, why do we place so much importance on the actual, like losing weight or gaining weight? Why don't we place more importance on how we feel? How we want to experience this life, who we want to be in this lifetime?
what 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 kind of life we want to lead how we want to feel like visualizing how it's going to feel in our body when we are fueling it with the most nutritious food visualizing the feeling of speaking positive body talk to our body and visualizing what kind of impact it's going to have on other women other girls when they see you and they you don't even have to speak it they feel it when they sense your energy when they can sense your confidence the way you carry yourself the way you nurture your body the way you move in your body they can tell that you are extremely comfortable in your body and you start educating the world and we together set a new standard for what it is to be healthy what it is to love our body when we hide and we say, okay, well, the standard is this, and I constantly have to worry about my weight. I, have, I constantly have to worry about gaining weight or losing weight. And as long as I'm not where I want to be, I'm going to be miserable. What kind of life is that? And then we're feeding the, 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 <laughs> we're feeding the news, like we're feeding the standard, the beauty standard that is currently out there. So we can't wait for media to change. We can't wait for these agency to change, even though a lot of them are making changes, right? We can't wait for that to change, for us to change how we feel within. Because if you feel different, if you feel different, if you feel any, 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 anything that is, like if you feel different inside of your body than you did yesterday, the last week or last year, people around you are gonna feel it. You stepping into your own power, whatever the situation may be, whatever the area may be in your life, opens up the gates for other girls, for other teenagers, for other women to step into their own as well because they have someone else to look for when it comes to that. Like they have a new, they can, they can choose to build a new foundation because they no longer have to only look at what society is portraying or what they've been taught. They're seeing that you're doing something different. So really making this a priority in your life not only helps you, but it helps every other woman you come in contact with. You're like, they're like, wow, wow. Wow. And they're not even, even going to pay attention to the way your body looks. It's just going to radiate that you love yourself. And that is the core of everything. In these three days, the core of it all, the message of it all is that self-love will beat. It will beat anything that we struggle to accept. Because, and not even beat because we don't want to fight anything, but it will shine over, right? And how we feel, the, 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 the labels, the negative self-talk, the negative emotions attached to it, to our body will resolve the more we work on loving ourselves, the more we pay attention to what we're doing to ourselves. Eventually, that's going to be what radiates. We're not trying to fight anything, right? So we're not trying to fight anorexia or we're not trying to fight a body dysmorphia when we try to fight it we put our attention there whatever we focus on we continue to manifest in our lives focus and the emotion attached to it continuing to stay in that energy will bring about that over and over and over and over again and you wonder why is it so hard to lose weight? Because you're focusing on the fact that it's hard to lose weight and you're making it about that You wonder why it's so hard to attract an amazing mate, but that's all you're focusing on. Instead of putting your focus elsewhere, which would be, which could be you working on yourself and you feeling good enough without a partner, you raising your energy, your vibration to get yourself to a point where you become a magnetic match to the type of man or woman that you want to attract into your life. You focus on, and this is what I used to do, this is why I can teach it too, focus on how fat your belly, belly is, right? So fat, or my legs are too big, or my arms are too skinny. And you, and, and, and you focus on it, and you feel it, and you wonder why it remains, why it 
persists to stay because you continue to, to manifest that reality because that's where your attention goes. That's where you're placing your emotions, your feelings, right? That there is no reason it just happens and I know better now, right? So this is where if, if you're the type of person like me who likes to do your own research, you know that a lot of doctors are educated to treat symptoms, to treat symptoms. And they have a lot going on and they're doing amazing work. But there are a lot of doctors who have no clue about trauma other than accidental trauma, right? And they know how to deal with the symptom. But when it comes beyond that, when it, when it goes beyond that, there is not much knowledge, right? Especially when it comes to the deeper stuff like the childhood trauma and things like that. So when you were told that something just is, when we were not born to suffer, question that. Research yourself, come to me, ask me questions, okay? Because you should never be labeled by someone else and accept a death sentence, even with your body. If someone tells you, you're not ever gonna be able to transform your body, you're never gonna be able to heal your body, you're never gonna be able to heal your illness, your disease, your symptoms, that is simply not true. We have so many different examples of people who heal the most, in the most miraculous ways. People who were told that their illness was non-treatable. Everything that we have, everything that we struggle with, that we're not like born with, unless we're like born with it, right? If it was passed down to us by our, our mother, because obviously uh, what she carried gets passed down to us. If someone smokes during the pregnancy, it affects the baby and so on. But if we were not born with it, and it's developed later on, there is a reason. And that is the reason we want to explore. Anxiety is there for a reason. Depression is there for a reason. Body dysmorphia is there for a reason. Negative self-talk is there for a reason, right? We can become addicted to negative self-talk. I was too. We don't look at that as well. Everything that we're doing to ourselves or that we are experiencing that is not helping us, that is not healthy, that feels yucky and bad on the inside has been self-created. Consciously or subconsciously, it doesn't matter. It was self-created by internalization. I internalize what happened to me in a particular way. And because of that, I feel this way about myself today, right? Yep, uh, motivation is the key, but it can be temporary, right? Te motivation is temporary motivation is what it's it's conditional it's focused on something that is situational like motivation comes from something outside of you like for me it was i wanted to prove something or i i, I wanted someone to see me a particular way right even if it's proving to yourself, it's like you feel like you need to prove yourself even though you know you're worthy. So motivation, motivation never lasts. And this is why you can listen to a motivational video in the morning and you feel like you're about to transform your whole life. And in the afternoon, you forgot everything about it. Because it speaks to your conscious mind. And we only operate like 5% consciously the rest is subconscious so it's really what's in your subconscious that has to be worked on and rewired right so motivation comes from something external inspiration can be a little deeper but the most powerful thing is when we can empower ourselves when we know our power we sit in the truth of knowing who we are we know who we are on a soul level we know that we don't need anything outside of us we know that our body is perfect the way it is and that it's capable of doing all kinds of magical stuff. We know it. And we know that we have the power to create some type of transformation, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, relational. We know that. And we sit in that knowing. And with that knowing, 
when we operate in our power, we're going to go after our dreams because we're going to know that this really is my dream. This really is my desire. This is really what I want to do. It's not temporary. I'm not only doing it because I think I have to do it or because I'm looking myself in the mirror and I don't want to see this anymore, so I'm going to do it. Of course, if you're like, I don't like myself, I want to change this, it's not going to work. Nothing that we do from a place of lack is going to be long lasting. So any type of change you want to create in your life, and it's about your body, yes, but it has to do with everything else. If you're operating from the place of it's not good enough right now, you will not think it's good enough once you change it either. Or you may tell yourself, yeah, 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 it is good enough. Okay, but you still don't feel good enough on the inside if you did not feel good on the inside when you started. So this is what I encourage all of my clients to make sure that they feel good about themselves prior to taking any type of steps when it comes to their dreams, when it comes to their desires. Because you may say, oh, no, I don't have time and I'm in a rush. Okay, but then you're going to go through your life chasing your dreams and you're never going to get anywhere because you don't, feel in, you don't feel good on the inside. Why not do the inner work first? Get yourself to where you want to be, really clearly identifying where your dreams, where your goals, where your aspirations are, what you desire to do in this lifetime, and then do it. And no one's going to be able to hold you back. No trauma is going to hold you back. No people are going no to hold you back right? Carrie said, I've noticed since I've been on this journey, I look up more instead of down and look people in their eyes. That is amazing, Carrie. Carrie is awesome. Like her, her transformation has been so incredible. So, so inspirational. Got it? Yes. Awesome. Okay. I'm glad it's making sense. So do you have any questions about any, any of the things that I've been talking about because I've been going for a long time and we have about 20 minutes left, but I just want to make sure that if you have any questions, I can answer them before we continue on. My emotions are going go crazy. Sorry, no, I'm not. I didn't actually see anything. It's kind of weird. It comes a little late sometimes too, but no worries. So that's what we want to make sure to do. And when it comes to our body image, that's the key. The way that we feel. When you feel amazing in your body, your body is not gonna fight you to transform it because it knows you doesn't. You don't. You you don't hate it. When you take care of the root cause of your symptoms, of the things that are preventing you from gaining weight or losing weight, you're going to feel better and eventually your body's going to give in. It always has to happen on an emotional level, on a mental level, on a spiritual level first before it can translate into the physical that includes your body. What I mean by that is when we manifest what we manifest in our lives, even though you may not think you're manifesting, you're like, I have to learn how to manifest. We're constantly manifesting, but you may not be manifesting what you want. It always happens on a mind level, on an emotional level, on a spiritual level first before it translates into the physical world. It's the same thing with your body. What you say about your body, what you say to your body, how you feel about your body, what you visualize that impacts the way that your body adjusts, transforms, and its flexibility. For example, me, for me, it was so hard to do anything with my body. But for my husband, nothing. For me, I had to eat a particular type of, a particular way to see some type of change and results. Not for my husband. Real quick, he can go work out and it excuse me, and his muscles look bigger just like that. And I'm like, I have to do this for a long time. His beliefs are not that it takes long. He doesn't have a negative relationship with his body. This is something that I had to transform. I believe that I, if, I, if, I, if I didn't eat healthy and if I didn't work out for longer than like a week, that I would get fat. My husband believed it didn't matter. He was still going to maintain his weight. And that was his reality. The 4% conscious you mentioned, can you elaborate? Absolutely. So we have our subconscious mind and we have our conscious mind. Our conscious mind is basically like our awareness. So you are aware of what I'm saying right now. You're listening to my words. And it may sound super good to you and you're like, okay, that makes sense. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm going to start living my life differently. I'm going to start treating my body differently. 
But then when you start hearing, that's hard. That's not gonna happen. That's gonna take forever. Or once you start and you stop, is because of your subconscious. So your subconscious is what we talked about yesterday, the part of your mind that has been conditioned and programmed. And majority of it was conditioned and programmed between the age of zero to eight because your brain waves were lower and what you soaked in just went in. What was happening around you was based on a feeling level. So uh, you didn't really feel good about that. It went into your subconscious. It didn't really feel good about that. Uh, this was what you were taught. Boom, boom. It, it's, this is why they say, give me a child from the age of zero to eight and I'll, I'll show you a man. This, why do you think, like in some, in some um, d developing countries, that they use children, that they start training children early as soldiers and killers and why they make them like start doing all kinds of crazy things early on is because they know that they're going to condition them and they're going to program them. If he, even when they get older, this is what they're going to do because that's all they know. And they know that their conscious mind is not in control. It's their subconscious mind. So even though they may be in a situation where like, I don't really want to do this, their subconscious mind is like, of course you're going to do it. That's what makes the most sense. The subconscious is automatic. Your subconscious is what helps you. Like your conscious mind is what learns to drive a car. Your subconscious mind is what helps you do it per automatique. Like what helps you do it automatically. And you don't have to consciously sit there and be like, oh my gosh, how am I going to drive? No, it's become a part of the system. So these are the things that we have to look at. What about my body image has become my, my standard, like my automatic go-to? Thank you. It's my pleasure. My pleasure. I'm glad, I'm glad it makes sense. That's what we have to look at. Because you can watch this masterclass all the way through. You can join my three-week body image program all the way through. But if you don't do the work on a subconscious level, how you've been feeling about your body, your whole life will continue to resurface. Obviously in my program, you're gonna get the opportunity to really do that. But here in this, in this, in this course, in this three-day class, in this three-day course, in these classes, you get the opportunity to learn, to get all the information, and to really start paying more attention. But here's the thing, that even though majority of our life is controlled by our subconscious, the 5%, the 4%, whatever it is, they say between 90, to 100, between 90 and 95%, 90 and 96, so it doesn't really matter. The, 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 the little percentage that we, have to, that we get to work with, we start utilizing really well. And then we utilize it more and more and more and become stronger and stronger and stronger as we continue to work on our subconscious. So I'm like, I know that my automatic thought when I eat this burger is you shouldn't be eating it. I know that I usually add self-talk after it's like, oh, you're right. Yeah, I shouldn't be eating it. Oh my gosh, it's going to do this to my stomach. It's going to do this to my arms or whatever we may say, right? And you're now... Through this masterclass, you've realized some things. You're like, okay, I have a certain dialogue with specific foods. I have a certain dialogue with myself, with my body too, when I go to the gym or when I don't go to the gym. And we're bringing this to the surface. Like this is, you listening to me, it's your conscious mind getting this information. Now, even with the information, your subconscious is gonna wanna control your life. But when you utilize your conscious mind, you start noticing it. And the more you notice it, the more you can stop it and change it, right? So if I know that every time I miss the gym, I say to myself, oh, you're going to ruin your whole, your whole transformation, which is not true. You just have the belief that you have to work out all the time. In your subconscious, you believe that you have to work out all the time to look a specific type of way. Now you know that that is not true and you know consciously that this is usually what you say and what you think and you get the opportunity to work on that. You get the opportunity to say, it's not true. It's not true. I'm caring for myself. I'm doing the inner work. I'm paying attention to how my body feels. Today I don't feel good enough to go and work out and I'm going to fuel you. I'm going to take care of you. 
We don't need the gym today. I'm going to take you to the gym when you need the gym. And you direct, redirect the conversation. That is your conscious mind being in control. So we have to practice that. And then, of course, there are other ways that we can rewire our subconscious. It's a process. But this is how, where you have to start. You have to start catching yourself. Every time you say, oh, my arms are too big or my legs are too big, catch that. And if you're like, no, I go on a whole tantrum and I say all kinds of things. Okay, but see if you can catch that, 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 that rambling, that tantrum faster. That is progress. That is worth cel celebrating, right? So everything is about progress. Everything is about catching ourselves. Everything is about discovering where it comes from and what kind of emotional ties do I have to what? What kind, of, what kind of narrative do I have about my body? And we can break the narrative down in different body parts too, into different body parts. This is the story. This is the story I'm telling myself about my shoulders. This is the story I'm telling myself about my breast, right? This is the story I'm telling myself about my stomach. This is the story I'm telling my, myself about my hips. When I did a little poll on my story, the things I heard that women struggle with is their stomach, arms, legs, hip dips, what else? Yeah, that was it. Th those were the most common things I heard. Those were the mo most common things I heard. So the body part that you struggle with the most, it's time to start exploring how you're speaking to that body part. How do you speak, how do you speak to it? What are you saying to it? How do you feel about it? What triggered what triggered that story? What set off the relationship that you have with your body or that particular body part? Like I had a very, very emotional relationship, a very destructive relationship with my stomach because that's not something that was glorified in my culture. And that was something that my mom and my dad didn't like. Like if they would gain weight, I said, oh, I got the stomach now. And it would be a negative emotion attached to it. And that's what I became conditioned to feel and believe as well about my own. Oh, well, my parents didn't feel good about gaining weight. And especially when it was added to their stomach. So that means it's bad. That means it's not good. And every time it happens to me, mm -mm, nuh -uh, it's not a good thing. So every time my stomach would get bigger, I would hate it even more. And it got bigger and bigger. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I hate it so much. And it would stay there because it's like, it was like, you don't like me. I still have a stomach, by the way, or stomachs. But I don't have a destructive relationship with it right now. And my focus right now is on my health, my back that's been hurting uh, pretty bad the last two weeks. I've been desiring to go to work out because I love to work out and I love how it makes me feel. But I'm not operating from a place of my body doesn't look the way I want my body to look. Let me go and work out. No, it's I love how the workout makes me feel. I want to work out right now because I'm not focused on going to the gym because of how it looks. So right now, I'm not devastated. I'm not hurt over the fact that I can't work out because I'm wanting to work out for it to make me feel better only. But if I can't do that, I have to do what makes me feel better now to the extent that I can. But if it was only for the way that my body looks, then I would freak out right now because I can't change my body. But there are other ways that I can make my body feel good too. I can take, I can take a walk with less impact, right? I can do yoga if I can do that. I can meditate, I can breathe. I can do other things that make my body feel good. When we start focusing on that, what makes my body feel good? What makes my body feel good? What well, makes my body feel good when I go and get a massage? It makes my body feel good when I dance. It makes my body feel good when I pamper it. It makes my body feel good when I do awesome. But there is no pressure. It doesn't make your body feel good because it makes your body look better. It makes your body feel good because it makes your body feel good because it's natural to it. It's not natural to your body to have all these conditions and to have to go through war and all this beating for you to be satisfied with it only when it looks the way you want it to look, when it performs only the way you want it to perform. I was beating up my body for many, many years playing basketball 
because I didn't, I, I, first of all, I didn't have a strong enough core. My, my, my main body parts were super strong and it made up for my, for my weak core. I didn't know it. And I was playing, you know, the big man, I was a post player and there was a lot of beating right under the basket. And every time I would uh, push someone or a girl would push me back and forth, lean, in, lean into each other, it would rub on my back. So I took a lot of beating to my back and I felt that I had pain and I went through so many different treatments to make it better, but I never once stopped to figure out what is the root cause to this? What is the root cause? And eventually I found out the root cause. And with that, with that knowing, I should have said it's time to stop playing, but I didn't because playing the sport was more important to me than my health. I do yoga because I love how it makes me feel. Yes, same here. I love it. There are certain things that makes, makes our body feel alive. And there are certain things that we do that makes our body feel dead or when we overdo or when we don't do it enough. Like your body craves, craves activity, but it also craves your attention to, to the things that have accumulated in it. Like your emotional body needs as much attention as your physical body because your emotional body is what where all your emotions are, even your suppressed emotions from trauma, that needs your, all your attention too, but you don't pay attention to that, but you want to pay attention to how you look. Right? This is so informative coming from someone who's worked out for over 25, 20, 25 years. I'm 52. Wow. Yes. I'm glad it's informative. It makes me so happy. Yes, I did too. My majority of my life. Majority of my life started early and I'm like I don't even care about basketball even though I did it for like 13 years I don't care about it anymore because it's like <laughs> when I think about it I'm like oh my gosh what was I doing to my body now I just love nurturing and nourishing my body right now here in the in the very moment and that is the key to this whole thing is to be present with your body right now just like I always encourage you to be present with yourself right now. So right now, and this is gonna be your homework, right now, throughout this day, like you can start right now, but you can ask yourself this throughout the day when you don't, when you don't feel confident in your body, when, when, when you start speaking negatively to your body, or when, when you're just not in alignment, like it just feels off. Ask yourself, what does my body need right now? How can I love my body a little better now? And if that is go and sweat it out and run or do the Stairmaster or the elliptical because that's going to make you feel better. You just have, you just have a lot of energy or you've been stressing and you need to do some releasing. That's fine. But not, I have to do it because I don't feel good enough and I, I want to lose or gain weight. So therefore I'm going to go to the gym. So pay attention to the starting. First of all, so these are two parts and that's what I'm going to leave you with. Pay attention to what your body needs. Ask yourself, what does my body need right now? And the second part is, the second part is, I feel like I forgot it now. Pay attention to what your body needs. Okay. That's going to be it. I just have a whole brain freeze right now. It was something really powerful, but it's just like <laughs> left. It just left. My okay. Yes. And the second part is to really pay attention to the starting point of anything that you choose to do for your body with your body. Right. With that being said, I'm choosing to do this right now. How am I feeling going into it? I'm choosing to eat this. How am I feeling going into this meal? I'm choosing to work out. How am I feeling going into this workout? <laughs> oh my God, that happens to me too. <laughs> it, just, it just went away. How am I feeling prior to going on this walk? How am I feeling? Like what is my original state? Before you do anything, work on fixing the state. Don't suppress your emotions and go and do something because you don't feel good right now. Work through it first and then you can go and do something because that's what you, what you feel you need. And you don't do it from a place of lack or 
body hatred. You do it from a place of, okay, identify what it was. Okay, yes, I'm, I'm clear with that. I've been breathing. I've been doing the inner work. I've been journaling doing whatever I need to do to work on my emotional state first, my mental state first, making sure my spiritual self is aligned and aligned and, and, and aligned. Yes. Now I can go out and act if that's what I choose to do, but not because I have to do it. Not because I don't like myself, not because I hate my body, but because that's what I choose to do. And I think that would be best for my body right now to amplify how I want to feel because I'm already experiencing it right now. Okay. So that is it for day two. We talked about it a lot. So, you know, to focus on for the rest of the day, what does your body need and what is your original state going into what you're doing or not doing? Okay. So that's it for day two. Let me know if you have any questions tomorrow. We are already on our final day. We're, I'm not going to reveal tomorrow's topic yet. Someone just called me, so I guess it's perfect timing to get off. But please, please, please share here or make a post in the group and share your key takeaway or takeaways from day two. And then we're going to be building on that tomorrow in our final day together. Okay? Well, ladies, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. And I will see you tomorrow. Love you all. Bye-bye.